Tehillim Perektet. Mizmortet has many pesukim that will be familiar to us. A number of them have been incorporated into our tefilot. As a tefillah, Perektet can be read as a tefillah of thanks that was said after a victory. And as thanks is said, there are also prayers for future salvation and recognition of Hashem's mishpat in the world. Our mizmor is not easily broken down into units. Rather, it's an emotional prayer of extreme thanks that flows from one idea to the next. There is praise to Hashem for being saved from enemies. This praise includes the description of how the enemies were destroyed and then leads the mishorer to speak about God's justice and support of the lowly. This leads to more pisukim of praise, followed by further descriptions of the failures of the Rishaim. The Mizmor concludes with a tefillah for future salvation. Throughout our Mizmor, we will see the word mishpat recur numerous times, emphasizing that Hashem is just and that His justice will allow the righteous to prosper. One structural point to note, though, before we begin, is the alphabetical acrostic that can be observed in the beginning of the Pesukim of Mizmorim, Tet, and Yod. Although it's not a strict acrostic, as some letters are repeated and omitted, and there are other Pesukim interspersed among the acrostic, if you follow along um, at the beginning of the Pesukim, you will see an identifiable acrostic pattern following the Seder of the Aleph Bet. So we begin Pasuk Aleph. So we are starting to see a pattern of beginning our mizmorim with these ambiguous phrases. Uh, what we don't, what we can't clearly translate here is the phrase amot laben. So one, one explanation is that this too is a musical term and that the words of laben are jumbled, the, sorry, the letters are jumbled and we should read it as nevel. So this is some sort of instrument. And Rashi actually brings an opinion that almot is one word, and it's one word that can refer to an instrument. Um, the Radak looks at it differently and says Ben might be a, a specific enemy of David. It can also be seen as literally a Ben, a son. So perhaps this was a Mizmor said by David after the death of his son Avshalom, who was his enemy. We open our mizmor with thanksgiving and praise. Pasuk bet. I recognize God with all of my heart. I am consumed with gratitude. And I am here to recount all of your wonders. So although this may be thanksgiving for a specific event, it is common to include a general thanks to Hashem for all that one has done to him in the scope of a specific request. I will express my happiness and joy in you. And this happiness is a happiness that you, Hashem, are my God. And then, I will sing your praises, saying that your name is lofty. Next, in Pasuk Dalid, the Mishorer will state specifically what he is thanking Hashem for. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and are destroyed from before you, from before you, 
Alternatively, we could say mipanecha because of your face. So because you showed them your face in anger, they stumbled. Pasuke. Ki asita mishpati vidini, yashavta dechise shofet tzedek. For you decreed my justice. So mishpati and dini are poetic synonyms here used for emphasis. You sat on your throne, righteous judge. And in saying yashavta lichise, the implication is that he sat for the chair to offer judgment. As a result of this judgment, we will see that the wicked were destroyed. Pasuk vav. Ga'arta goyim you destroyed, so the, the Radak reads the word Ga'arta Milashon Hashchata, destruction, and you destroyed the wicked nation. So because we have a parallel between Ga'arta and Ibadita and then Goyim and Rasha, we can explain Rasha to be a wicked nation, and after destroying them, Shema Machita Leolam Va'ed, their name you wiped out forever. The implication being, you destroyed them and their children, they will have no legacy. After describing the downfall of the wicked, the Mishorer now seems to address them. Pasuk Zayin, Ha'oyev, and the He here seems to be a He of Kiriah, so we are calling out to the Oyev, saying, Tamu choravot lanetach, your cities will be destroyed, they will be ruins forever. And the cities that you, Hashem, destroyed, their memory will be obliterated. So not only will the people be obliterated, their cities will be obliterated as well. And now that the destruction of the enemies has been described, the, the Mishorer compares Hashem to a victorious king who returns to a secure throne from whence he can mete out justice to his people. Pasuk but you, Hashem, as opposed to the Yerushaim, who will have complete destruction, are enthroned forever. You establish your throne for offering justice. Pasuk Tet. And he will judge the people of the land with righteousness. He will judge the nations in righteousness. And that tzedek and misharim we see paralleled in other places in Tehilim as well. And it's, we're saying here that Hashem will be the judge. He will offer justice. It will not, this will not come from the wicked people. And we will see his justice will be expressed in his support of the downtrodden. Pasuk Yod, Vihi Adonai miskav ladach, miskav leitot batzara. And Hashem will be, or or we can read Vihi as as a hope that oh that Hashem will be, a fortress to the to the exploited, a fortress in times of distress. As we describe Hashem's justice, we express our hope that He will support the meek when they stand in judgment. Now, in the past three pesukim, we addressed Hashem in third person. Next, we will more directly address Hashem in second person. The idea being that once we recognize Hashem's justice and His actions, we can now more confidently address Hashem and express our bitachon in Him. 
פסוק י"א: ויפתחו בך יודעי שמך, כי לא עזבת דורשיך אדוני. And those who know your name and serve you will trust in you, for you do not abandon those who seek you out, Hashem. And we saw in these two Pesukim, Yud and Yud Aleph, that Hashem is supporting those who follow Him and those who need Him most. Pasuk Yud Bet. Zameru l'Adonai Yoshev Sion, hagidu ba'amim alilotav. Praise, or alternatively, Zameru could be same as Morei Tehilim, to Hashem who sits in Sion, recount his actions for praise among the nations. And now in Pasuk Yud Gimel, we will describe what we will recount. We will say Pasuk Yud Gimel, Ki doresh damim otam zachar, for he demands the blood of the murdered from the murderer. In other words, Hashem avenges those who are killed. Lo shachach sa'akat anavim. He will not forget or turn away from Please of the lowly. Next, we'll have a more direct request for salvation in Pasuk Yudalit. Chaneneni Adonai, Re'e Oni Misone'ai, Meromimi Misha'are Mavet. So first, Chaneneni Adonai, have mercy on me to save me. And after this mercy, Re'e Oni Misone'ai, which is a really a shortened poetic phrase meaning see my oppression so that you can save me from my enemy. And this reminds us of the seventh beracha of the Amidah as well. And then we end with, It is you who raises me up and saves me from the gates of death. And the kavanah of this pasuk is, You, Hashem, who have saved me in the past, please continue to save me in the future. And why should I be saved? Pasuk Tedvav. Leman asapera kol tihilatecha b'sha'arev atzion agila b'shuatecha. So that I may recount your praises in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. And here we see the idea that we have seen before and will continue to see in Tehillim that Hashem should save man because only the living can praise Hashem. Whereas, after one passes, he cannot do so. So, along with his request in the previous pasuk to be saved in the future, the Mishorer here vows that just as he praised Hashem for his salvation in the past, he will continue to praise Him in the future. And you'll notice this is the same Lashon we had in pasuk Bet, Asapera kol niflaotecha, and here we have Liman Asapera kol tihilatecha. Um, we also have the phrase here, Sha'are Batzion, and that can parallel the Sha'are Mavet, or contrast to the Sha'are Mavet that we saw in the previous Pasuk. Um, and the Batzion also reminds us of Hashem, who is Yoshev Sion. We saw that phrase in Pasuk Yudbet. So if we return to the idea of Pasuk Yudbet, we can understand this Pasuk Simin. That when I am saved and Hashem, so to speak, returns to sit on his throne in his city, I will praise him at the gates of his city. And after this promise and hope is expressed, we now again return to the description of the downfall of the enemy. Pasuk Tedayin, 
תבעו גויים בשחת עשו, ברשת זו תמנו, נלכדה רגלם. The nation sunk in the trap or hole that they made. ברשת, in the net or some type of entrapment that they buried under the dirt. Right, it's buried so that the animal will not see it and will be trapped by it. So in this trap that they buried, their legs will be trapped. And this is an idea that we saw previously in Mizmor Zayin, that the enemies will be ensnared by their own trappings. And in this pasuk, we also have the added significance of the word shachat that hints to Sheol. The Mishorer asked previously that he be saved from Sheol or the Sha'arei Mavet. And then next, in pasuk Yudchet, we will see an explicit prayer that the enemies will be the ones to end up in Sheol. Pasuk Yudzayin, Noda Adonai Mishpat Asa, Befoal Kapav Nokesh Rasha, Higayon Sela. Hashem's name is known through the justice that he did, through his own handiwork, the Rasha will stumble. And the Pasuk ends with Higayon Sela, which again is some type of musical instruction in the midst of the Mizmor. Pasuk Yudchet continues with the idea of the downfall of the Rishaim. Yashuvu Rishaim Lishola, Kol Goyim Shechechei Elohim. The Rishaim will return to Sheol, and it seems kind of repetitive of the Le and then Sheola, to Sheol. So Rashi explains that this is emphasizing how deeply into Sheol they will go, that the Rishaim will enter, so to speak, the lowest level of Sheol, never to return. Kol goyim Elohim. All of the nations forgetful of Elohim. So the Rishaim are those who forget Hashem, Shechechei Elohim, while the Sadikim are Yodei Shemecha. And we will see the Shoresh of the same word of Shachach again in the next Pasuk, telling us that while those who forget God, so to speak, will be eternally forgotten, after being relegated to Sheol, after relegating these people to Sheol, Hashem will not forget His oppressed people forever. So while the Rishaim will have an eternal punishment, when it comes to those who are, who are the knowers of Hashem and who may be temporarily oppressed, Hashem will not forever forget them. Pasuk Yutet, Kilola Netach Yishachach Evion, for he will not eternally forget the downtrodden. And this could be the explanation of why the Rishaim in Pasuk Yutet needed to be destroyed. So they needed to be destroyed so that the lowly downtrodden person could be saved. And in our Pasuk, we'll have the word Evion and Anim. And just like we saw in Pasuk Yud Gimel, the Evion here is not literally a poor person. Rather, this is a lowly, uh, more possibly oppressed person. Tikvat aniyim tovad la'ad, the hope of the lowly will not be abolished forever. And now, after justifying our request for the destruction of the Rishaim, we pray that Hashem will rise up to the enemies, and we begin this tefillah with the phrase kuma adonai, something we've already seen two times before, in our Mizmorim. Pasukaf, Kuma Adonai al Yaoz Enosh, Yishafa Tugoim al Panecha. Arise Hashem, 
mankind should not be brazen, right? Should not be brazen before Hashem. Meet justice to the nations, alpanecha. So alpanecha, according to the Radak, is similar to lefanecha, meaning before you. So give out justice to these nations before you. Um, alternatively, Rashi and the Mitzudot say panecha refers to Hashem's anger. So judge them with your anger, meaning give out a punishment to them. Pasuk of Aleph, Shita Adonai Moralahem, Yede'u Goyim Enosh Hema Sela. So the Mora here with the Hey is explained by Mos Mifarshim to be similar to the Mora, to be the Mora with an Aleph or fear. So our closing Pasuk can be explained as, Place fear on them, Hashem. The nations will know, Enosh Hema, they are merely mortal people and they do not stand a chance before Hashem. Selah.